0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is
1: Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower Yourself. And get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace
0: with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace. I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. That's right, we can have peace on whatever day this is in quarantine. I've lost track of how many days it has been, uh, but it doesn't matter as far as peace. We can have peace in the house, we can have peace outside the house, wherever this journey takes us. Peace every day is available to us. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine? Living a life of peace every day. Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve a life of peace every day. And yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today, is no exception to the rule. Today, we have Debbie Specter weissman who has incorporated her knowledge, gleaned from her professional work as a, and her life as a wife and a mother into her dream life coaching business. In addition to being a dream life coach, um, she it has been a co-owner of a film and video production company, which has really produced some major uh, works, uh, working with one of my favorite um, actors, uh, the um, the late John Ritter, uh, and also films such as What the Bleep Do You Know, and uh, just a number of films. She is a, a breath of fresh air as far as her diversity and her wealth of information. She is also, and this is, really makes me excited, because I remember reading books along this line, she has also written over 20 novels, including five of the original books from that popular series, Sweet Valley High. You all who, um, that makes you smile the way it does me. I remember that series. So I'm so excited to have um, Debbie on the show today. Welcome to Everyday Peace.
1: Oh, thank you
0: so much. I'm excited. So we're talking about uh, dreams, and I, I just... When I first, my first conversation with you, somewhere in that conversation, you mentioned that you were a dream life coach, and I don't know if you're know, you, you in my response, but I was like, oh my gosh, do you mean like interpreting dreams? And she's like, yes, that's part of what I do. And I got to tell our listening audience that that fascinates me because it sort of connects me to my childhood. I can remember being a young child and, you know, just listening to older people talk, and one of which was my grandmother. And just you'd be cooking or, you know, doing some kind of housework and someone would mention something about a dream and she would very casually say, oh, well, you know, if you dream of this, it means this and you dream of that, it means that. And that stayed with me. Uh, I, it never went any further with me in my adult life, but it did stay with me as little things that I heard her say over the years. And so when I heard your conversation, it really got me to thinking about dreams and, um, I thought about, well, I wonder, you know, if there's any history and you can tell us all the history and stuff that you know about dreams, but it got me to thinking about that popular biblical story, Joseph and the coat of many colors. And, um, you know, he had the dream that set his life into motion, as if you will. He dreamt of the coat and his father giving him a coat and he, representing that he was the favorite of the children and his brothers were jealous of him. And it you know, the story goes on, everybody knows the story probably, but the story goes on. His brothers eventually sell him into slavery, throw him into a well and all this stuff. And so, and he lives his life in a foreign country separated from his family and wounds up in jail, in prison for something that he didn't do. And it was a dream. You know, he's in jail and in prison and he has a dreams there or he doesn't have dreams he interprets other people's dreams and some of those everything comes true the way he interprets it some of those dreams (laughs) kind of get him in a little bit more hot water but one of the dreams sets him free when he has when the pharaoh has the uh, dream about the corn and joseph is able to interpret that dream so as i was preparing for our talk today and thinking about all of that i thought to myself i know I always knew in my heart, maybe because when your grandmother says something, you believe it, (laughs) but I always knew in my heart that I believe that the subconscious does communicate with us using everything. And one of the things that it could use, just like anything, is our dreams. What better place to communicate to us than through our dreams? So I'm excited for today's conversation because you do something that just really, I think, most of us would love to have access to the, to this understanding of dreams. So take us back just a little bit, if you will. Um, you, d- I talked about your history, what you, what you've done, how fascinating your life has been. How do you get from doing all of that to saying, yes, I want to be a dream life coach.
1: Well, it was a journey. And I like to say that uh, being a dream life coach is actually my third career. Uh, my husband and I, have and still have a a video film post-production company and back around 2000 we were hired to work on the film called What the Bleep Do We Know but we were hired to be working on the film as post-production personnel who the people who put together the movie after it's already been shot. Uh, I knew nothing at all about the subject matter but that film, the subject matter of the film really brought my life in a whole different direction because up to that point, I was one of these people, I was the ultimate fatalist you know, this is how life is, you know, you're you're dealt a hand and you just have to play it, you can't do anything about it and one of the major themes of the film is that you have the power to change your life and this was just a total mind-blowing idea for me and it got me on a years-long search for how to figure this out for myself. And along the way, uh, my husband also, through the success of What the Gleep, uh, got to direct uh, several mind-body-spirit movies. And one of them was a movie called Dreaming Heaven. And one of the people in the movie was a woman named Kelly Sullivan Maldon. She is a wonderful Wonderful dream expert, dream goddess. And I met her. It sort of renewed my interest in dreams. I wasn't a big dreamer at that point. I mean, I remember dreaming as a child, but it wasn't that big of a thing in my life at the point. But uh, she started a dream circle, which is where a group of people get together to discuss their dreams. Uh, I was fascinated by it, wanted to know more and more. And she has a uh, training program to be a dream life coach. Originally, I took the course just to learn more about dreams. Uh, But during the uh, the course was going on, it was a uh, year-long course, I had some incredible dreams and one in particular that totally changed my life and convinced me this is where I had to take my life at that point.
0: Wow. And as you know, you said a couple of things there that fascinate me and I know to be true as well, is that we we are given a whole bunch of ingredients like I like to cook. So I use these cooking things like soup. So, you know, we have all these ingredients and we can mix those ingredients up in our life. These They're called life experiences. Sometimes mm-hmm. we call them problems, but we have all of these things that show up in our life and we're able to use those things. To really produce, cook the life that we want to have, you know, and I love how the fact, I believe this too, that there are no accidents, nothing's random in the universe, that by working on this film, you get to discover this part of yourself and then as you open up to it, the universe brings something else into your space and you always given the opportunity to accept or reject and you decide I'm going to accept this. This, this resonates with me. I'm open to it and I'm going to go down this road of discovery. So you go down the road of discovery and you do this dream circle. You take this year long, course, and then you become doing that course. Is that how you learn to interpret dreams?
1: Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, and it goes beyond just interpreting dreams. Uh, The thing I love about dream work is it really is an insight into your soul. And when you can learn how to remember your dreams and then come to an understanding of them, but not only come to an understanding, but then see how it relates to your life and then take action on that dream to honor the dream and really use its meaning to make positive Changes to your life. It is just the best thing you could do for yourself, because deep down, we all know the answers to our own problems. But in our conscious mind, we put so many layers of stuff that keep us from really understanding ourselves. We make excuses, and we have, you know, belief systems that we we make up, we make up stories about ourselves. So. We never see ourselves in our regular day-to-day lives very often, as we really are. When we go to sleep at night and we dream, those dreams we have in our unconscious, in our subconscious mind, that subconscious mind doesn't have those filters. So the thoughts that come out of the subconscious mind are our true beliefs. Unfortunately, the beliefs don't come in nice English sentences. You know, they're often symbols or strange images. And so we have to figure out what they mean. But when we can figure out what they mean, you know, it's golden. It was just golden.
0: Oh, my goodness. And you, know, you said they don't always come as sentences. And this is so true. This is why I believe that the universe opens up for us in everyday peace we know that everything that shows up on this journey absolutely everything the things that feel so good and the things that feel so horrible all serve the same purpose and that is to bow down and serve you so that you can consciously make the decision to go to your next level of greatness now here's the thing that got me that you just said that's so interesting is that it's the unpacking of it because these dreams come coded almost, and unless you know how to decode the dream, and the first part of decoding it is to remember the dream. Because I hear so often, I two two sides of this. Um, as I was talking to people and doing what I do, my 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 uh, minor field research, when I talk to people and, and just introduce people to the subject, I hear people say, you know what? I don't remember my dream, or I heard that a lot. I don't remember my dreams or they're so vague. It's like, I I, it's almost, I can get it, but I can't really put my hand on it. How is there a technique that you can have to increase your ability to remember your dream? And on this side of the dream. Sure. Uh, There there are many different
1: techniques. I'll just go over um, things that I like to do things that I like to recommend. First of all, preparation before you have your dream uh it's it's what we like to call dream etiquette it's sort of setting the table so that you create the best possible environment for you to remember your dreams so the first part of it is that number one you have to want to remember your dreams uh a lot of people might just spontaneously be very good at remembering their dreams. They wake up and they, they have these other dreams. They know them and they don't they don't have to do anything. Most people don't. Most people, in fact, most people will say they don't dream or, you know, they never remember dreams because they don't put the. So you do have to put a little bit of effort into it. So before you go to bed, several things to do. One is number one, put a have a notebook right next to your night table so that when you wake up, you can write down your dream. Or if you're technologically literate, there are lots of apps you can get on your phone that you can just uh, press a button, record your dream. So whichever one it is, have some way to remember your dream and, and have that available to you before you go to bed. When you go to bed, make sure your bed is an inviting place. You know, don't leave it messy during the daytime. You know, make your bed. Use the nicest uh, living you can afford. You know, make your bed, give your bed the respect that it deserves, and it will repay you back with a lovely dream. Uh, then do things like, you know, in the hours before you go to bed, don't have alcohol. Uh, don't be on your electronics. Keep your electronics as far away from your bedroom as you can. Uh, so, get yourself into the right atmosphere, and then right before you you're in bed, you're nice snuggled up in bed. Do what we call a dream declaration. Tell yourself, you know, tonight I'm going to remember a dream, and you go to bed. The thing about dreams is that they are very elusive most dreams are forgotten within the first 90 seconds of waking up. So you have to actively make an effort to capture them when you wake up. So when you're in that sort of groggy state before you're totally wide awake and you're remembering a dream, you're still remembering it, stay in bed, don't move at all. Because even the act of physically moving can knock that dream out of your brain. So remember the dream, say it, repeat it to yourself over and over and over until you think you've got it. And at that point, turn around, write it down, or press that button and record your dream. Uh, because even, and, and I've made this mistake tons and tons of times, where I've had a dream like that, and I think, oh, this is such a juicy dream, I'm going to remember this. And I said to myself, yeah, I say to myself, I said, I don't need to write down, I'm going to remember it sure enough, as soon as I get wake up, it's gone. So you must must record it or write it down uh, or else it's going to go away. Um, And then whatever you've written down, when you get up the next morning, you take a look at it. And very often, you know, you'll look at whatever notes you've written down and that might even bring up more of the dream that you have those little notes there. Then you get to the point of, what does a dream mean? And that's a whole other subject.
0: Yeah, just those right there are very, very important. I can't remember my mom telling me that. And, of course, it's my mom's grandmother, my grandmother, who I first heard, you know, very casually. I won't even say it was anything I don't know why I was even drawn to it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, some mystery concerning it. It was just, oh, well, you know, when you dream about this, this is going to happen. I just remember odd little things that she would say that really did happen. And my mom used to always tell us, put a notepad beside your uh, bed when you go to sleep and just jot down that, that practice. And so I guess that was something that had been going on in my family for a number of years that leads me to another question about uh, the science behind dream interpretation because uh, you mentioned uh, something i think is very key is that you studied this for a year under someone who was at dream life coaching and we're going to get into a little bit later exactly what dream life coaching is the coaching aspect of it but is this something that is uh, for lack of a better term scientific uh, that You know, you're not necessarily born with, you know, they used to say back in the day, a veil over your eyes, meaning that you could see into another world. This is something that you actually study or there's science behind it that proves that dreams could be possibly the gateway toward our wakeful life.
1: Oh, there's a lot of science behind dreams. And I I would say, you know, first of all, let's get back to the basics. People have been dreaming for as long as there have been people. You know, it, 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 I think it's uh, eight, nine thousand years ago. Uh, there's, there were evidence of people in places like China uh, dreaming, you know, or, or talking about dreaming. The first actual recorded dream that we know of, that was actually, you know, written down we so you know about it, was. 2500 B.C. by uh, one of the Sumerian kings uh, who had a dream uh, which ended up being a prophetic dream. Uh, But it was one of the first ones. But there has been, all throughout history, uh, the Greeks were very uh, powerful dreamers. They built temples uh, and used dreams for healing. The Egyptians... Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about Joseph, you know, he interpreted the dream for the Egyptian Pharaoh because they were very, very big on dreams. Here in America, the Iroquois nation uh, were also big dreamers and and they were community dreamers where they believed that uh, all people's, one person's dream was everyone's dream. And they would gather together in a group every morning to discuss their dreams. And they would use that information to plan their day or plan their year. You can decide things like, you know, what crops to plant or when to plant them or you know how to get along with you know, the neighboring tribes. It's been going through society forever and ever. You talk about your your family talking about dreams. That was a very, very common thing to do. Uh, It's very interesting. A couple of months ago, I interviewed a uh, man who wrote a book about dreams in the Civil War. And he said it was very, very common for families in America in the 1800s to discuss their dreams over the breakfast table. And somehow that tradition sort of faded away over the years. And, you know, my goal is to bring that back because we should all be talking about our dreams.
0: I I think so, too. And I think one of the things that caused that to fade away is we've replaced the breakfast table with, you know, coffee on the run. We're so busy. People are still dreaming. I know this and you know this, too. You have a business, Dream Life Coaching. And I know this from talking to people, you know, and I share my dreams. I I encourage my children to share their dreams as well. But one of the things, one of the great things for us as a people that can come out of this time of self quarantine is that the ability to slow down. And if you're living with someone, even if you're not, if you're having a a chat with someone in the morning to have that time and discuss the things that happen in your dream life, you know, I'm reminded when we talk about this is also one of the things that popped in my head as I was preparing for our, our time together is that there used to be this little song that my mom would sing and everybody knows it. Roll, roll, roll your boat gently down the, uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was the river, (laughs) the stream, the stream, mm -hmm. merrily, merrily, merrily life is, but a dream. And I can remember as a kid, I remember one day, this is uh, awake and alive, not, not sleep and dreaming, but we were on the, on our back steps and she was singing that song. And I remember getting confused as to whether or not I was dreaming then Or was I was really awake? And I was a tiny kid, but that sensation always stayed with me in some kind of way. Whenever I would hear somebody sing that song, I would think to myself, Now is this the dream or am I awake? And I say that to say that our dreams hold so much information that I believe we can communicate both ways, some kind of way. You know, we take this information from our conscious mind while we're awake and we're calculating and computing things, and then we relax the mind. Of course, this is all in the in the mind of Drayvon James. This is not scientifically proven, but this is just how I feel, and you can correct me. But That when we lie down and we get into this relaxed state, our subconscious, which is always running in the background and and taking in that information, utilizes those cues and says, this is what you need to know about what's going on. That's how I've always looked at dreams. It's like, you know, if I could remember a part part of it, and quite often sometimes I, I do remember my dreams. But as you say, they're coded. But I think the two worlds communicate and they're necessary in order to have a balanced life. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it's so true. And it's very interesting that you know, you're talking about slowing down. One of the positive aspects of this pandemic is the amount of people who all of a sudden are remembering their dreams and are just dreaming vivid dreams and incredible dreams and dreams that you know, people who never remembered their dreams are all of a sudden remembering them. And they, you know, the question was why is this happening? And one of the reasons is because we are slowing down is actually the, the two opposite things are going on. We're slowing down. So we're sleeping more because we're sleeping more. We're going through our sleep cycles, which is how we dream. And that's one reason. And other people are saying, well, no, the other thing is that we're so anxious that, you know, these thoughts are coming into our, our, our subconscious thoughts are coming into our conscious thoughts in the form of dreams. Uh, but it's true that um, when, when we are at rest, first of all, you, just how we dream, there are scientists still in, in the infancy in terms of actual doing dream study. There's a lot of sleep study. It's not as easy to do dream study, so it's, it's still in its infancy. But it's generally acknowledged that we have most of our dreams during the REM cycle of sleep. Uh, some people also say that we have it in uh, stage one sleep, which is when we first go to sleep, or at the end stage when we're just about to get up. Uh, so these are, and they're—it's—it's it's constantly changing and developing. Exactly, scientifically, you know, which is the most important cycle in terms of dreaming. But, uh, but it, it does—it is a fact, though—is. For some reason you're not getting your full sleep cycle, you're not going through the REM state, you're either you're not going to remember your dreams or you may not even have dreams
0: so, so that the,
1: no go ahead no I'm mean, just to say it anything, it's just one of the interesting things about the, the scientific study of dreams
0: so we'll be right back after this commercial break with our special guest Dream Life Coach Debbie Spector-Weissman. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday
0: Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We are back and we are talking about dreams and we have a dream life coach with us today. The very talented, super multifaceted Debbie Specter Weissman. And we're talking about dreams. We're going to go to our caller who's been patiently waiting Thank you. You're on the air with Everyday Peace, Dr. Drayvon James and our special guest, Debbie Weissman. How are you today?
1: Oh, fine. How are you? Another great show, Dr. James. So I have two questions for your guests. This is very fascinating. So the first question is, one, if you're having a dream and then let's say you're awakened, can you, is it possible to go right back into that same dream? That's question number one. And then number two, are dreams really random or can we sort of dictate what we're going to dream about. Oh, these oh, are great. fabulous questions. Uh, can you go back to the dream? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, it's often effective, and, and I can't say 100% that it's going to happen. i have to be honest with that. You, know, you can, but is it going to work all the time? Not necessarily. One way that you can do it, though, and it's a technique that I recommend for people who – may have trouble remembering dreams. If you have an alarm clock, set the alarm clock on snooze and set it for maybe a half hour before you would normally get up. Go back to sleep. And then when it goes off, go back to sleep again. And in that sort of, you know, netherworld state, uh, it helps... Refresh whatever dreams you are having, and it can help you remember the dream. It, it's one possible way to do it. Uh, and uh, the other question was about. I'm sorry, to refresh me.
0: Can you control your? Can you? Are your dreams random? Am I saying? Oh, he's still here. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, Control absolutely. absolutely. And uh, this is again called. It's a term called dream
0: incubation,
1: and a technique for doing this is uh, it takes a little bit of effort but it's worth it especially if it's something where you really want to get an answer to a question first you start off journaling what it is you want to get an answer to what you want to get out of your dream and journal it to the point where you can boil it down to you know three or four words that boil down the essence of the dream Then when you go to bed, just like I said, you could do a dream declaration, say, tonight, I want to remember my dream. You just take it a step further with an incubation. You say, tonight, I'm going to dream that. Whatever those three or four words are that you came up with, repeat that over and over to yourself as you're starting to fall asleep. Uh, This will, will help promote it. And, again, I'm not going to guarantee that you do this once and it's going to work the first time. It may take a couple of times, especially if it's not something that, you know, you do all the time. Uh, But this is a way that you can get an answer to something that is affecting you. If it's something you want to get an answer to, it will work. Um,
0: yeah, those are wonderful techniques, and and I just want to add to I, I I love that question: Are dreams random, or do you have some control over them? Because in this space, you know, uh, I can't. It's a space just before you fall asleep. There is a term for that, but just before you doze off to sleep, when you're between wakefulness and this going into a, 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 your sleep phase, where your conscious mind is starting to relax, I really know that that communication with the subconscious and the repeating of those three or four words as you you know that you want the answers to that's embedded in that subconscious and the subconscious just really obeys it doesn't do all that filtering that the conscious mind does it just really says oh okay this is what you want this is what i'm going to give you right and so it's a, right. a great yeah, place. i
1: just like yeah i just like to add here that even if you don't remember your dreams your dreams are working for you. Uh, And I I love to quote uh, one of the very great modern dream workers, the the late great Jeremy Taylor, who said, all dreams reflect our inborn creativity and the ability to face and solve life's problems. And I find it to be so true, because think about it. How many times have you gone to bed kind of feeling troubled, vaguely troubled about something and you get up the next morning and you're feeling great. But most likely you had a dream that helped you resolve whatever that issue was. Wow. You didn't have to do anything. It just, it just happens. So our dreams yeah. are working for us all the time.
0: Isn't that amazing? Wow. Well, I want to thank you um, for calling in as you're one of our regulars. So we really thank you for that, for being just a true blue, everyday peacemaker. Thank you so very much, and uh, we look forward to spending time with you again next week.
1: Thank you, and thank you, thank your guests. It um, really helped me understand. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. So, uh, you know, something you just hit on, which is really, really good, is that when you go to sleep with, you know, and here it is, all this wisdom from the elders, right, because I can't remember my mom, my grandmother saying when you were very, very upset about something, they would say, why don't you go lie down for a little while? And I always thought it was, you know, lie down, stop the crying. But and this is even in my teenage, teenage years, or young adult years, you know, those are very, a lot of tearfulness during that time period too. And, and that lying down, I love what you said, during that time period when you're lying down and you're, and you take that into the dream world, you wake up and you do, and they would say, oh, you'll feel so much better when you get up. And I love the idea that the reason that you feel so much better is that when you took that situation into the dream, into your dream. The resolution was there, and it lifts some of that heaviness off of you if you will allow yourself to rest at that at that state and not push so hard. I find that when we get energetically aligned with life, we realize that pushing really hard is not necessary. Everything that we need is already here. We just need to relax, flow, but, and give in space.
1: And you heard of the expression, sleep on it.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Why do you say sleep on it? <laughs> You'll have a dream that will help you, whether you remember the dream. Although, if you remember the dream, it helps you so much more. So there's value right. the dreams.
0: Yeah, and I love that you gave us some tips, you know, uh, about the, I call it sleep hygiene. When I talk in, in the healthcare world, you know, um, some of the things that add to the sleep hygiene, you'll know that we shouldn't, you know, you don't want to drink an hour before you go to bed. Uh, Get into a a bed, like prepare your mindset for bed. You know, turn off your technology, turn off your television, just get into a silent space, and that's great. And I love the idea of you know, just making an affirmation, declaring that you are going to remember these dreams, whatever the dream is. We dreamed, you know, and I want to say this because one of my people that I spoke with mentioned about having insomnia and you did hit on that that you really do have to have this healthy sleep. You've got to be cycling through the sleep sleep cycle in order to have the healthy dream state. So really working through through, through your issues with insomnia um, will help to improve your quality of dream recall. Is would that would that be fair to say, Debbie? Oh,
1: absolutely. And then one other caveat is that there are some medications that impair our REM cycle obviously things like opioids Mm -hmm. are you know a bad thing but even some prescription medications do affect the REM cycle so it's something to be aware of uh if you're on prescription med med, that might impair your your REM cycle but otherwise you should be able to dream.
0: Right. And recall your dreams is so very important. So I want to go to this. Uh, well, David, before we before we go on, because I know people will want to know, um, you are a dream life coach and you work with people. And, and, and tell us a little bit about what you do as a dream life coach and how people can get in touch with you. Sure.
1: um, I work with people uh, like a life coach, somebody who is in a stage of their life where they're Looking for answers, answering the question, you know, what is my purpose? What is my passion? It, 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 and I specifically work mostly with women who are in a life stage change. You know, if they're going through retirement or they lost a relationship or uh, empty nesters, where they're, they're in a new stage of life and not quite sure where they should go with it. I find Working with dreams is the fastest, most direct way to get the answers to those problems. So first I, I work with people in helping them remember their dreams, understand their dreams, and then using the knowledge of that dream to to help them get into the direction of where they want to go next. And then I have some other uh, techniques I use that also because it's always at the end about instilling uh self-value, self-confidence, self-worth. And uh, these are some of the techniques that I use. Uh, but it begins with understanding our dreams and working with
0: them. Yes, and, and I, I love that. Um, and so uh, before we go into understanding our dreams, um, how can people uh, contact you? I know you say you work with women, who, sure. but you also work with men as well.
1: Yes, yes. I'm saying most. I'm saying that most people. Are, I'll, I'll work with anybody anybody who wants to remember their dreams and wants to work with their dreams. Uh, yeah, my website is thedreamcoach.net. dot net, and uh, if you go to the website, you'll see that I do offer a uh, complimentary dream discovery session, where I, w- I will do a short complimentary session with you to help you understand the dream, help you figure out you know where you want to go, and then. Uh, If you're interested, we go into a coaching program from there, which takes it much further, much deeper.
0: I like that. This seems to fit into something that you could do remotely using technology very nicely.
1: Oh, yes. In fact, all of my uh, work is remotely. Uh, (laughs) Wonderful. it, It used to be in the old days, it was just over the phone, and now it's through Zoom.
0: Right. Well, so that that's great. You don't have to travel. And I think also for our listeners who have questions about their journey in life, because I know as a woman and as a woman who is emptying her nest, my oldest child turned 20 over the weekend. And so we do get into this space where we're wondering what next, even though we may have some idea, but you know, you know. We, we get confused. <laughs> Let's just say it plainly, right? We're able to help everybody else in their journey. But when it comes to our own thing, because we've been so externally focused for so long, raising a family and doing career, and we have a passion, but we can't really put our hands on how to do it. And maybe we're not able to recall our dreams. I think it would be ideal for that person to call as well because we are all dreaming. If you're sleeping, we are dreaming. And if you're, especially if you're having healthy sleeping, you're going through the rim, you know, the, the cycle of sleep, there are dreams in there. So if you're, if you're listening and you're saying, Oh, I would love to, you know, have my, my dreams, um, uh, Interpret it or help me to understand my dreams, but I'm not dreaming. It, it, don't, I, I think you should not be shy about calling because you'll find that you'll be able to uh, improve your ability to recall your dreams. But let's talk a little bit about how do you understand your dreams? We mentioned early in the first half of the program that the dreams don't come in just like a sentence, like we're talking now and they're really easy like that. Sometimes they are, sometimes they are not. For me, I've know that uh, some, I, I had a dream one year in my life, I will never forget it. And it occurred exactly the way the dream occurred many months out. And it was exactly like the dream occurred. But oftentimes I'll have these dreams and I'm like, well, what does that have to do with anything? And that's in my, my conscious date. How do we go about understanding our dreams?
1: Uh, that is the question. Uh, there are a number of different techniques um, that are available and, I kind of use them depending on what the dream is because every dream is different. Uh, but the, some of these things, to first of all, again, write down your dream. Once you have it written down, uh, one of the things to do, if you have a long dream, a lot of people have these long epic dreams, and it's like, how do I figure out? What do I do with this? You ask yourself this question. I always say, Come up with the answer. Don't think about it. Just come up with the answer. Ask yourself, if this were a book, what would be the title of the book? And just come up with the answer. Because that helps you pinpoint what part of the dream is the most important part to you. And the other day I was working with somebody, and she had a dream where it started in in her house. And then she went to someplace else and ended up in this garden. And I asked her, and, and it went on a lot of things. I said, how would you title it? And the way she titled it showed us that the important part of the dream was the part of the dream that happened in the garden. And we went, when we went in and explored it further, she said, yes, exactly. This is the most important part. And that, that was the part that had the most meaning. So that's one way to get into the dream. The next thing is to look at all of the symbols. And the symbols would be the different things that happen in the dream. It's either objects that are in the dream, people who are in the dream, uh, events that are in the dream, and you, you make a list of it. and You go one by one and ask yourself, you know, let's say you have a dream about a car. You say, well, what does this car mean to me? Uh, you can look up the meaning of car in a dream dictionary, for example, and get a meaning. But the, most, the one that's going to resonate the most with you is the one that, means something to you so you would say well what does a car mean and you'd write that down and let's say there's a person in the dream and, and it's somebody you know um, it may not necessarily have to do with that person uh, because one of the things you like to say about dreams is that every part of a dream represents an aspect of yourself so you might have somebody in the dream you mean, it may not mean you're dreaming about that person it may mean that you're dreaming about some aspect of that person that is important to you so you would write down what is this why is this what does this person mean to me uh, and you would just go list by you know, item by item until you see if you can have what we like to call the aha moment where you're looking at it you're saying these things to yourself you're looking at it and and see if something comes up. The other thing you want to do is ask yourself, is, is there anything in this dream that relates to something that's going on in my life right now? Because most of the time, a dream will relate right back to what we did the day before. or Something that happened, an incident that happened the day before, something that's going on in our life. And we could find that relationship that gives you the meaning of why did I have this dream now? because this dream is telling me something about this event. You know, whether I need to take a different action than I took, or whether I need to take a new action, or whether I have to accept something, whatever the dream is, that will give you the answer to that. Um, and, I mean, that's one way of looking at a dream. Another way, sometimes, like, I'm one of these people, I tend to have really short dreams. And my dreams just might have a couple of symbols in them. So instead of doing that, I could just spend the time and meditate on that symbol. Really, you know, embody this symbol in me to give me some sense of what does this mean to me? Why am I having this dream now? Why why is this symbol coming into my life at this moment? And if you take the time to be in quiet thought about it, answers will appear. That's another way. Sometimes, and this is this one. It, it's a fun thing to do, especially if you're working in a group. Uh, you interview one of your symbols. This is this is something that the, the great uh, dream worker, Fritz Perl, came up with, where you pretend like you, you're in a director's chair and you're symbol is sitting next to you on the director's chair, and it's like you're on a show, and well, just like this one, and you're interviewing the symbol, saying, yeah, okay, you came into my life, what is it? You, but it, you just keep asking questions, and it sounds a little absurd, but it really works, and I've seen some incredible breakthroughs happen from doing this technique. One of the fun things, again, something to do when you're working with a group, is to do a dream theater where if you have a, a, a dream that has a lot of symbols and events in it, you assign the different people in the group to play parts of the dream. And then they act out the dream. And the person who had the dream watches all these people acting out the dream. And again, it seems like it's something that really wouldn't work, but it really does. And the, the dreamer gets enormous information from actually seeing somebody acting out the dream. This is just a couple of the ways that we can dig into what has been going on inside that dream.
0: Yeah, and I like the fact that these are your personal dreams right so two people it sounds like to me what i'm hearing is two people could have the same dream and it would mean something different for each one of them depending on which of the symbols uh, or aspect of the dream stands out most for them. Because I, I've forgotten about something until you just um, said that, you know, you could look in a dream book, right? And then you'll see all of these, this is what this means. And this is what that means. But then as you're looking at that, you'll something will stand out to you the most. And I really have to say, and this is for the mind that, that works like Dravon's mind. You have to really quiet that conscious thinking mind which seeks to uh manipulate sometimes try to try to fix the wheel so it lands where you want it to land <laughs> you really have to to quiet that because the answer is in the silence you know you, you just do these body scans and you realize oh where does that resonate with me oh there it is and then you realize that that's that is what that's meant for me, and somebody else could have the same dream, but that part of it doesn't resonate with them. They're meant to focus on a different part. This is so that that it,
1: is so true. That is so true. And and I actually, I forgot to mention was actually, but the most important thing is your emotional reaction to the dream. Not only just your emotional reaction to the dream when you wake up, but what is your emotional reaction when you're having the dream? Those are incredibly important in terms of figuring out what the dream means to you. Um, you know, you could have a dream about, you know, you're, you're at the beach and you can, if you wake up feeling pretty happy about it, it was a pleasant experience being there. Or you could be at the beach and you wake up feeling terrified because, well, you know, something in the dream Gave you that impression and that totally changes the whole meaning of the dream So the right. emotion is critical
0: it's critical and speaking about emotions we have about five minutes left and then there's so much we could talk about this Topic. I hope that the audience is just riveted by it as much as I am. But dreams are not something that someone else gives us. They come from within us and they are your personal guide, your subconscious communicating with you through your dreams to help you answer those questions that remained unanswered or maybe answered in a way. Maybe your solution was not going to move you in the direction that you really desire to go. Your subconscious knows that all this stuff, we come with all this wiring. We are so magnificently made, but what about nightmares? A person has a dream and it's a very unpleasant dream and they, you know, refer to as a nightmare. Is there a message in there? What do they do with those nightmares? Oh, absolutely. I like to say that, you know, the nightmare is, you know,
1: the best thing in the world that could happen to you, which sounds so counterintuitive. But basically I my, my kind of take on nightmares is, is that, you know, we dream all the time. Like we just said, we dream all the time. And very often, especially if there's something going on, you know, that, that's bothering you, you have an issue or something, you're getting dreams that are giving you some insight about this, but if you're not paying attention to your dreams, you know, they just go away. You don't know about it. To me, a nightmare is your subconscious saying hey I gave you all these nice dreams that are going to give you answers to this problem but you weren't listening so now I've got to scare you so you can actually pay attention to this and deal with it uh, so and also a nightmare in that sense is an unfinished dream because it is so scary and it is so disturbing you know we don't want to be left with that but it's telling us that we have to pay attention to something so what we need to do when when we want to actually use the nightmare to our best uh, effort is to, again, write down the nightmare, write down the dream, because it is a dream. Look at it and then ask yourself, how would I like to change this nightmare to empower me? And, uh, and so we want to be empowered. So... You can actually do something called dream recrafting, where you, in your conscious state, can change the ending of the nightmare to something that empowers you, that puts you in a positive frame and turns it around so that it works for you instead of being
0: against you. And that's sort of like what the what the caller had mentioned, you know, going back into the dream. And that's another thing. I'm telling you guys, all of my childhood, <laughs> there were some pearls in there. My mom used to say, well, go back into the and finish it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. And so that we have this ability to do that. And I love something that you said, which we know as everyday peacemakers is that when things show up that make us uncomfortable, which nightmares are one of those, it causes us to super focus. Right. That super focus serves a purpose. We are hyper focused. You know, when things are going well, sometimes we can be a little flighty and our mind is all over the place. But let there come a problem in your life that really it gets your attention and you hyper focus. Now, the thing here is to now take it one step further and learn how to hyper focus in such a way that you're hyper focused on the solution, which is in this. We're talking about dreams right now, which is looking at aspects of that dream. Because in, the, in that dream, it's not just meant to scare you. It's, meant, it's come to be helpful to you. We were at the top of our hour. I, it's gone by so fast. We have to have Debbie back. Well, thank you all for being Everyday Peacemakers. I'm Dr. Dravon James. We'll be here next week exploring ways to live a life of peace every day. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show.